Hello and welcome everybody to The Doctor's Dose, where we give you an insight on all things gaming. Welcome, patients. We are here today to talk about a couple new topics. Um, we've been talking mainly about single-player experiences. We are now going to be heading into multiplayer. What happened to multiplayer? Does anyone know? Because nowadays we have gigantic TVs and we can't split screen on most of our our games. Like how ridiculous is that? Like what happened to split screen? What happened to our local multiplayer, our couch co-op? It does exist in certain games. You have Borderlands, you have Diablo, you have other games that do allow some local multiplayer, but for the for the most part a lot of games nowadays, they don't have that local multiplayer. A lot of them replace local multiplayer with online multiplayer. So why is that? We're going to get some more into that a little bit later. But right now, let's, let's talk a little bit about you know where multiplayer was before. You know, In my own experience in gaming, we had multiplayer way back when, you know, on the Atari days. Now you're only looking at about two players per console. But two players was still... A fun time for the most part i'd say most of every game on the atari you know way back when was probably multiplayer um we started getting into the nes snes and sega um sega systems afterwards and they had a couple games that weren't really multiplayer but a lot of them were you know a lot of them had some you know some version of multiplayer albeit you know side-by-side -side adventuring or just you know little things here and there but the the multiplayer aspect was a lot of fun back when we we used to, i mean me and my brother we used to have so much fun playing it was a game called oh what was it called it was a long while back your little dots on a grid or on a screen that had like a whole bunch it was like a maze maze craze there we go you find the one keyword and you figure out what the name of the game is. But yeah, it was called Maze Craze. It was just two two blocks. Two blocks on a, on a maze. And you just tried to go back and forth and that was it. You know, whoever got to the ending, they, they won. I believe eventually it was also called Cops and Robbers. It had the same kind of aspect where one person was trying to capture the other person before they got to the end. <clears throat> but uh, both of them were a lot of fun back when as kids. Um, then you had other, you know, other various games, um, like any of the sports games, you know, like the boxing and the, uh, tennis, this and that, all of them had multiplayer as well. And, you know, I think a lot of us can look back and, and reminisce on our, our, our old pastimes of playing with either a, a relative or a friend, you know, um, and just, just having a blast, you know, and, and we started to get more players involved as we went forward. Uh, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, I, I do know that the PS1 is something that had, you know, uh, multiplayer stuff afterwards. I believe the N64 was one of the first consoles to introduce four-player gaming with a four-player split-screen. Um, they had games like Mario Kart, uh, Diddy Kong Racing, you know, things like that. Uh, Donkey Kong 64 had a four-player split-screen to it as well. I mean, we had so much to to play with one another on the 64. Uh, Smash Brothers is a big one as well. Uh, we had so many games that we were able to, you know, play with friends and family 
And I, I think it was really worth, um, you know, having those those features in there because you were able to create, you know, games that you have till to you know for today. You know, I mean, you have a Nintendo is consistently working on multiplayer games all the time. Uh, their co-op was a little a little weak at first, but they're starting to get um, a lot more back with the release of like Pikmin three, um, and their other you know bigger titles like you know ones that they've had before, you know, like Mario Tennis and Smash Brothers and Mario Kart. Um, they they always keep those around, so you always have something to do with a lot of people. Uh, I believe actually it first released with a game called One Two Switch as well, um, which isn't even like one of their standard Nintendo titles. But it was a really good game to play with friends. Um, you go swap out with the with the Joy Cons, and it was a good time. Um, but nowadays, I mean, for for PlayStation, Xbox, um, there's not a lot of that that local multiplayer anymore. I mean, you notice that a lot of the racing games, you know, i.e., Forza, Need for Speed, games like this that we used to play multiplayer before way back when, you know, Carbon and Most Wanted and I believe some of the older Forza games as well on 360, you had these capabilities that have just been taken out and replaced with online features. And online is, is it's not bad. I mean, you, you can play with a whole, you know, a lot of other people that you normally probably wouldn't have played with. But I believe when it comes to gaming, especially multiplayer gaming, you should give people the choice of both because now you're forcing people in their own homes to own multiple consoles, and that's it's it's not really it's not a viable option, really. I mean, some people can barely afford one console, let alone two or three consoles, if you want to play with your siblings and this and that on other games. Now, I'm not saying that we need to make every game multiplayer. You know, uh, games uh, like the free-to-play games, like Fortnite, Apex. You know, those those can't have that split-screen capabilities and. Um, there's reasons for that because it's more competitive than it is uh, casual, but I, I believe there's a couple games out there that we can, you know, I, I think I heard from somewhere, I'm not sure, that the, the Black Ops Cold War Zombies is not split-screen anymore. That's That right there is kind of... Because Call of Duty has had a, a good uh, slew of games that were multiplayer local. You can split-screen it, even play online through split-screen. That's combining both worlds together. I think a lot of people had a lot of time with that, or a lot of good times with that. Um, so I, I don't see why we can't continue to do that. Uh, Halo, I believe, was another one as well that had uh, had uh, campaign multiplayer. Um, you could play online as well with a, a friend through split screen. You know, let's, let's bring that back. If you're going to have online features, bring in the local and the online together. You know, why not? I mean, yeah, it looks kind of, eh, you know, it's not, it's not the greatest looking gameplay you can get for online multiplayer, but why not, right? Let's just let's just do it. Um, and, and and actually speaking of Call of Duty, um, you know that 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 game's been around for a really long time, um, and we're, I'm starting to talk a lot about viability. Um, where in the future do we see some of these things heading? Um, with multiplayer, I mean, obviously, local multiplayer is probably going to be a thing of the past, um, especially when it comes to, you know, one console multiplayer. You know, you're going to have to own multiple consoles in your house to play with friends and family. And that's, I mean, it, it, it's the unfortunate truth, but I don't like where that's going either. 
but that's 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 all we've got. You know, we, we are eventually, you know, these these other games that are holding on the multiplayer. I guess they won't find it as a, as, you know, when it, when it comes to finances, adding that feature in might hinder their product or you know their project or whatever, and you know they might just stick with the the basics, you know, their online multiplayer and just go that route. And I believe I saw somewhere before uh, with with Oculus. They were saying that, um, you know, you're able to sign into multiple accounts, I believe, and you're able to kind of share your games with up to a couple different accounts. And they did that because they project that people will have more than one VR machine in their household at a time. So, I mean, that, that's just where we're getting at now. So, I mean, there, $600 to get, like, two Xbox Series Xs in your house doesn't sound like a lot. But for people who are working hardcore night and day to at least just try to put a roof over their heads, they're not going to spend that much money. They're, they're probably not going to buy one console, let alone multiples, you know? So I just believe we need to make things a little bit easier, you know? And a lot of people nowadays refer back to our older games. You see a lot of retro consoles releasing. Um, Nintendo has done a slew of them with the NES and the SNES, and Sega has had their hand in it as well. And I believe there's some news on the horizon about either an N64 um, classic console or a GameCube classic console. Either one of those would be fantastic. Uh, PS1 did one as well. Sony did one as well. And, you know, we're seeing those come back because they had the old school multiplayer games that we loved playing. And, you know, a lot of single player games as well. But a lot of them, you know, you can you can bring your friend over and go, hey, you know, remember playing Contra together? Remember playing... You know, this and that. I I mean, my favorite time back on Sega was Zombies Ate My Neighbors with my brother. We used to play that game all the time. <laughs> we had so much fun playing it. And, uh, you know, I hear they're actually doing, uh, somewhere on Steam, they're, they're making some kind of quote-unquote remake of it, and I can't wait for that. But a lot of games like that are being remade and they're being remastered because a lot of people miss those old-school features we used to have. I, I, I believe multiplayer plays a part in that. Because you can't take the multiplayer out of it, you know. If if they remaster, um, well, you know, let's say if they remaster Contra, well, actually they did recently, um, and it, it, with that game they couldn't take out the local multiplayer because that's what the game was built on was that local multiplayer. So you can't if they release a Contra game single player only, people are gonna have questions and they're gonna you know kind of be like, well, this isn't what I remember, you know, it wasn't a single experience and that was it, you know. I don't know. It's you can go on and on about, you know, different games and, you know, taking out their features and putting in features, but I believe local multiplayer we should we should we should still have a head in because I we we can't forget about it. We can't just put it on the back burner and just let it fade away. So if you're a fan of local multiplayer and you want to make sure we can keep it, just just let 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 some developers know. I know that a lot of People figure that their their pleas fall on deaf ears when it comes to developers, but sometimes they listen, um, especially if you get enough people. So you know, as we're continuing through here, and you know, through releases and releases these next upcoming years, if we find games that should have multiplayer, let's let them know. You know, say, hey, look, local multiplayer would be great here. I, I can imagine playing this game with someone else and having a blast. You know, just let them know. Um, anyway, so let's, let's go back to what we were talking about before. 
Um, so, you know, we, we have the multiplayer aspect, we have the online multiplayer, and again, we're talking about viability. Um, Call of Duty, um, God, what, what a what a history Call of Duty has had, right? Um, I, how many games are we at right now? We're, God, I, just off the top of my head, I think we're, we're close to like, what, 15, 16 games now? That's, that, that's a giant number. And, and the thing about Call of Duty, about Activision uh, and their slew of different producers, um, they put a game out every year. I mean, you tell me a time where you've had a year without a Call of Duty release. You know, it's been, it's been pretty set in stone for a while. But how long can they continue to do this before either, you know, the idea is, is, is ran too thin... Uh, maybe the producers just get tired of doing the same thing over and over again, um, because that that's a big thing that that a lot of uh, you know at least the new Call of Duties are are met with upon release, or a lot of critics and a lot of people talking about how the game is always the same every year. And in a sense, I can see that you know it it is a first person shooter with online capabilities that pretty much everyone just jumps to right off the bat. And I could see why, I mean, I'm not giving them credit for doing it, you know, with the whole the whole Black Ops 4 scenario, because Black Ops 4 released without a campaign, you know, everyone jumped to multiplayer, they, they figured that uh, freeing up some of that space for their brand new Battle Royale mode and not having a campaign in there was going to, you know, it, it would save some money. And that's what I'm talking about right there as well. You know, a single-player campaign got removed from a game because people weren't using it. Same thing with local multiplayer. They think it's not being used, they remove it. So, same kind of concept. But people kind of revolted against that and said, why is there no campaign? You know, you guys are just being lazy, blah, blah, blah. And, the, you know, next year they put a campaign in. You know, Black Ops Cold War released uh, not too long ago, and it had a campaign to it, so... You know, people made their voices heard and were able to, you know, revert a change that we didn't like. Uh, it, it can happen. But, um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're so many games now, and I, I can only think about, you know, we're going to get to a point where they just stop. You know, I, I don't believe Call of Duty can go on for forever. I do not believe that. I believe eventually we're gonna hit a we're gonna hit a, a, a gap. We're gonna hit a wall, and they're just not gonna release anymore. Um, now, whether or not they update that game a lot, I believe they can do that. But they've already lost numerous producers, including uh, Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer, I don't believe is making games for them anymore because their their turn got skipped uh, in this Call of Duty cycle. Uh, I'm not sure if they just you know, shut it down completely or if they're just not doing them anymore. Um, so right now it's just it's just Treyarch and Infinity Ward who are you know putting out those games. But I think eventually it's going to get tiresome for everyone there, and you know, and I think it's a good thing. I believe it's a good thing to have Call of Duty just kind of come to an end, to just stop. Because think about how much talent is being used on that franchise and what we could do with those people if they were to work in a different IP, maybe work for a different company or, or just change up their direction and work on something completely different. Can you imagine what kind of games we would get? 
you know, we probably, I mean, obviously a lot of probably shooters because that's, that's all they've known for for a while. But, you know, I, I believe we need more games out there like Titanfall, for example. You know, just something different. You know, we, we've done we've, we've done the, the Warfighter. We've done this whole thing. We, we've run into the ground multiple times. And, you know, we're looking for something a little bit different. Now, I'm not talking about, like, I mean, everyone has their opinions on what makes a good Call of Duty game. Everyone does. And for me, the most recent Modern Warfare that released, I believe, is the most ideal Call of Duty game because it releases a lot of content for free, which I appreciate, including weapons and new maps, and also kind of keeps it, you know, base level. Like, it's not super, like, high-tech, or it's not super, like, fly-around, this and that, you know? It's, it's very... You know, it's just your basic war simulator. Almost like how Battlefield used to be before they went terrible and, you know, started to do all these old school releases. Um, and I believe that that's where it should just stay. I, I think that we should just keep it with that game and just update it here and there. You know, new maps, new this. You know, you, you, can, you can update new things that come out in the years with new story packages and this and that. I believe we just need one Call of Duty game to update multiple times and just be done with it. You know, we'll, we'll stop putting it out every year. Let's give something else a chance. You know, um, I, I, I personally cannot wait till tell, um, Titanfall 3 comes out. I cannot wait. But that being said, I mean, Call of Duty itself is not necessarily a bad game. Not a bad franchise at all. I mean, I've had a lot of fun back when, I remember. Um, I used to be a part of many different, you know... The, the clans, you know, the, the game battles teams, you know, growing up and playing old school Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 back on 360. But, uh, you know, you have a lot of time, a lot of fun times with those games and you, you never forget. And that's what brings people back to the, the franchise. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a competitive shooter. And, you know, I think the people who play with their friends and, you know, have a good time, those are the ones who keep coming back, you know, to the franchise, try to hope for you know, maybe better improvements or this and that. The, the the hardcore Call of Duty, you know, professional players, they're playing it regardless. It doesn't matter what the game looks like. They're just playing it. You know, they're just, you, you gotta play the new Call of Duty. You gotta, you gotta hop in the tournaments. You have to. You know, you have really no choice. <laughs> so, those who are playing for more of a casual aspect, I believe we have a lot of, um, a lot of fun times, a lot of, a lot of fun moments we've had in our back of our minds from playing Call of Duty games through the years. Um, another thing too is this is this Warzone um, ordeal. This Warzone stuff is is pretty interesting as well. Um, I believe that with Warzone and Call of Duty, I mean w with the Black Ops Cold War, they've they've continued to use the Warzone, which I believe was an was an Infinity Ward project, or just you know an Activision Call of Duty quote unquote project, um, because because Treyarch had their um, their version of the battle royale called um oh i can't remember blackout that's what it was and if they believed that that could do better than warzone they probably would have put that out but i don't think you can get better than warzone when it comes to call of duty because you know i believe it 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 fits with that franchise um everything that makes call of duty call of duty fits in that friend in the whole battle royale aspect and um i think with with warzone Call of Duty can can 
you know, they can continue to innovate and create new things just using those formats. No, no more need for, you know, brand new games and this and that and story and blah, blah, blah. You know, just, you know, stick with your, stick with what you got right now. You have the story out there. Um, I mean, they're repeating stories now for the most part. Just, you know, put it out there and keep, keep your, keep your multiplayer going and, and just stop making brand new games, man, because I, I don't, I don't know if you have any, many good ones left, um, because they don't, I'll tell you that right now. Um, anyway, uh, let's move on to something else here. Um, I remember way back when we used to, I, I had mentioned on one of my season one podcasts, um, we were talking about game streaming and this is before it actually released. We were talking about the X cloud with, uh, Xbox and, you know, kind of what, what does game streaming or what does game streaming mean for the video game industry as a whole? And I, I think I remember mentioning before that once it releases, you know, obviously it would be a huge um, uh, kill shot to the retailers. Um, so we're obviously a little farther in, and we actually now have the X Cloud or what's called the Xbox Game Pass on mobile released, and it's it's not bad. It's a fun time. Um, it's it's different. And it's not perfect. Uh, however, I can hop on my phone right now and I can play whatever Xbox game I want to that they have on the Game Pass. I mean, for the majority of them are on there. And as long as my internet's pretty stable and you know, I use mobile data, but as long as it's okay and it's stable, I can play whatever I want on there. And, and I can bring it with me. Uh, recently, I had made a trip uh, back to my hometown you know, and, and on times in between flights, I could pop it out. I have my Xbox controller on me. I had bought a whole uh, rig, so that way I could uh, mount my phone to my controller. And then I just popped on my data and started playing. I think I was playing uh, Dead Cells, um, the popular NG title. Um, that was a fun time. And it, and it worked pretty well. You know, I had no complaints about it. A little bit of a latency problem here and there but i mean what do you expect from something that's you know a little more ahead of its time you know um so i i believe with the game streaming how we're at right now sony has its sony's streaming is uh, you know obviously it's actual streaming same way that the uh x cloud works however they only have theirs on their main title or i'm sorry on their main console and that's it um, so no other means of, of grabbing their titles from, you know, from your phone or, you know, PC, which I, I believe is a huge missed opportunity. Um, they really need to start putting their stuff out there more openly. Um, so they can, you know, start because if Xbox dominates the mobile gaming market with their X, the, uh, with the game pass, I don't see Sony coming back when it comes to their whole streaming service. Everything at this point is going to seem like a copy and like they're desperate, you know, and uh, I feel like they could be giving gamers a lot, you know, features, I guess, uh, when it comes to like being able to play your uh, PlayStation titles on, you know, on mobile and or, you know, to somewhere that's not your console at home. Um, I mean, 
Sony themselves like to say that Xbox Game Pass is not viable, but if if you look at you know where where people are are spending you know on on Netflix you know on on Hulu, a lot of people when it comes to these subscription services, they don't look at how much they've spent on these. You know they 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 add up a, a monthly charge and like cool as long as I can pay fifteen bucks a month, then we're fine. Um, so I mean you look at the long game for someone who's subscribed to one of your services for at least a year and you're making so much money off of that one franchise and then you combine your online service alongside of that it's it's almost a no-brainer and you know i i just think sony doesn't they don't they'd rather charge you guys uh you know consumers they'd rather charge you as much as they can you know to, to buy their stuff um, it's very, it's very Apple of them, <laughs> in, in my opinion. Um, it's another reason why I, I just cannot myself stand that company when it comes to Sony. Their consoles are great. Their games are great. It's just the company itself. And I believe they can be giving you guys so much more than they, uh, than they, uh, make you believe. But, um, but yeah, so w- with the game streaming at the moment right now, it's not, it's, it's not in a place where it's going to take over anything. It's it's not going to... It's a cool feature to have right now, but it's not like, oh, I'm going to go and sell my consoles and my PC to just play on my phone because it runs so well. That's, that's not the case right now. Will it get to that point eventually? Yeah, it will. But at the moment, we still have some, still have some time before that happens. So don't go selling all your stuff, you know, because you have your phone in your pocket. Because it's not going to be, it's not going to be a, a fun experience, you know, just just off of that. Um, but I think once it does go in full swing, and you can play any popular AAA title on whatever device you want, including your phone, tablet, you know, smart TV, um, your your fridge, you know, you know anything. I, I believe that physical retailers should be scared. Um, maybe we, they should try to come up with a way to combat it now. Um, because selling subscription services via retail store is not gonna hold you up, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, because right now I believe, I think what was it, seventy percent of physical retailers when it comes to video games, um, like GameStops and you know Best Buy stuff like that, I believe seventy percent of all game sales are digital now, so it's only gonna continue to move up. There's no way it's gonna move down. You know, um, and, and there are perks to either or, you know, the physical purchasing and or digital purchasing, and a lot of old heads are gonna want to continue to have their discs, so that way they can, you know, they own it themselves. Um, because as anyone will tell you, if you make a debate between physical and digital, um, if you if you buy a game physically, you don't necessarily own it. So they still own the game. You're just buying the rights to play it. And if you lose your account, that's it. It's gone. So that's where the digital versus physical um, battle, you know, kind of stands right now. And, you know, I, I have all of my games digitally. So I have over 300 games on my Xbox that are digital. Um, and I, I, at the same time, it's it's great to have for the, you know, the, the convenience but I don't play half of them, more than half, probably about 75% of those games I do not touch. So why, you know? 
why play them or, or why why go digital if you're not going to play it um it does give you a, a cool capability of like let's say for example i forget about a game i've played a long time ago and it's still in my library i can still play it you know i can download it and play it without having to rebuy it again you know after selling it or trading it in or whatever so it's it's there, there's so many pros and cons to both um but eventually there won't be a, a battle eventually physical releases will drop and they will probably vanish <laughs> eventually but we're not there yet i'd say probably about another maybe five or ten years till that happens um so right now physical physical owners rejoice knowing that you're going to be able to keep your physical copy with you that you spent mo your your hard-earned money on maybe got it on sale you know but that copy is yours for quite some time even with these new console releases Although we will see them be, you know, very, very few and far in between, I'd say in the next 10 years or so. So enjoy it while you can. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this has been a little bit of a shorter episode, not by much, but um, right now we're just, we're, we're trying to figure out more things that we can start talking about. Uh, again, my Facebook or the Facebook is always up um, through uh, Dr's Dose. Uh, on Facebook, um, put up whatever you can on there, you know, put up a, put up, you know, any kind of requests, any kinds of feedback, anything like that, put it up on the Facebook page, that way I can see it, and uh, maybe, you know, I'll pick a title, uh, or a topic, sorry, that you have posted on there, maybe I'll pick up your topic, I'll give you some credit for it as well, shout you out on there, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go from there, so... Again, thank you very much for tuning in to the Dr. Stowe's podcast. Um, this is The Doc signing off. See you in the next episode of, I guess. <laughs>